Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. And welcome back. We are so glad you guys are tuning in to the Toxin Terminator. Today's guest is a diabetes health coach. She is helping people restore their health without adding tons of medications, spending hours in the gym, and feeling like you're starved. And she has a huge passion for people with diabetes specifically. She is an author. Um, I was scoping out her website. And I found these <laughs> wonderful little pamphlets that she's put together, and I'm going to let her talk about this. She's a formal clinical pharmacist. And simply what that means is she's gone on for additional schooling, and she actually um, was certified and chronic disease management. So a lot of her story and why she's doing what she's doing today pertains to around what she was seeing happening within that industry, within that world, and what she felt like she was being able to give and and provide and make a change, make a difference in people's lives. So she's got, um, in today's episode, if, let me ask you this, you have type 1 diabetes, and you want to get off your medications and stay off your medications. You oh, want type to get two, in, right? Type two. Also, also type, type two. two. Yeah, type two. Type two. Sorry, scratch it. <laughs> type two. You want to get off your medications and stay off them? Well, listen in. If you're a type one diabetic and you want to learn how to not have to eat every hour, how to not have to be pricking yourself every hour of the day, how to lose the weight. Mm. and reduce your insulin dependency, you want to be tuning into this episode too. My guest today is Krista Ello. Did I say the last name right? Yeah, you said it perfectly, like you're, like you're saying hello. 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 <laughs> hello. <laughs> Wonderful. So happy to be here. That was a great intro. I, just, I think I'm blushing a little bit because of that. <laughs> Well, I'd like to honor my guest and let people know why in the world would they want to even tune into this episode. And uh, I didn't even get into the sense of humor that's going to come out in today's episode. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So let's go back to, you know, obviously you're about helping and I love staying in to the solutions with people. But in order to get to the solution, we need to hear about what were you seeing? What was going on in your life that made you decide, you know what, there has to be something better? Yeah, you know, I have been in just about every setting of pharmacy that there is, a lot of them. And we are trained very traditionally about there's a disease, here's the therapeutic plan, da, 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 da. and with, with diabetes, the nutritional education we are getting and, and telling people um, doesn't make much sense to me now, but when you're, you know, when you're young and being trained, it's like, oh, that's what we do, you know. Um, but helping people with diabetes and telling them to spread their carbs out throughout the day, to eat good carbs, that you need the medicine, that it will only get worse, mm -hmm. um, it's really defeating, first of all, but also doesn't, doesn't help at all. Right. It doesn't help at all. And I, I had this one particularly stubborn patient. Lord, I love her so much. And she was like, no, this doesn't make sense. And none of this makes sense. Um, I don't want to do any of this. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But I gave her the standard of care, right? The best practices of the day. And I'm like, this is, this is going to help. It didn't. Right. And I'm like, I thought I was good at patient care. I thought, look at all this training. Look at all these letters. I thought I was good at patient care. And so I totally, I remember, do, I remember going to my office and locking the door and being like, I am miss, I'm totally missing something. There is something I'm missing. And so I poured through the studies, the guidelines, and then the studies, the guidelines are based off of. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. there's a lot missing here. There's a lot of data missing here that says what we're doing is what we should do. And there's a lot of studies that are not included in those guidelines that have really good data for this is how we should be eating. And I'm like, wow. And I felt really stupid. And I felt really <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like this great clinician, but now I felt stupid. And so well, I totally switched it. Yeah. And, and, um, 
there was a lot going through my head. (laughs) When you say, because this is what's interesting is, you know, you talk about the standard of care. Mm -hmm. Can you tell people, you know, that makes sense to you, but to me, the lay person, that doesn't make sense to me. What is the standard of care? Um, Because that's important when we're talking about wanting to make an impact and a change. Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Thank you. Um, And this is one of the problems I run into is I, you know, I kind of take for granted the, (laughs) the, the information I have on the meds, first of all. How somebody were to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes right right now today, they would get probably a pill for sugar. They'd probably get a pill for cholesterol, even if the cholesterol wasn't high, and one for aspirin, and maybe one for blood pressure, all like four pills at once, right? And then they would be sent to a diabetes nutritionist or education class. And in that class, they would learn um, that there's good carbs and bad carbs, mm-hmm. okay? Um, they would be told that diabetes only gets worse. Okay, but you can do some stuff to prevent it. Okay, so I want to make sure that this has not worked. Asterix, asterix. Okay, this is what's being told that does not work. They tell them to avoid fat. Okay, all fat. Mm -hmm. They put margarine and butter in the same category for crying out loud. I I don't even understand that. Um, They tell them to eat lots and lots of fiber. Okay, Mm -hmm. but that fiber is in the form of carbs like legumes and beans and wheat bread and brown rice. Okay, you know, it has a lot of fiber. Lettuce. Just saying. Just, just saying. Okay. And so what happens is um, they eat all this fiber and this low fat stuff and their disease gets work, worse almost immediately. Right. Right. They're also told that they have to spread their carbs out throughout the day. And after a diabetes education, what I've noticed is that they eat like almost twice as much after the education because they've been told you can't skip a meal. You can't. You have to eat carbs. at every, It's like, what? Yeah. They have a problem with high blood sugar. So let's take some of the sugar out of their body. Right. Um, but that's not being, what's being taught. And what's being taught actually perpetuates more drugs. The right. need for more pills for diabetes, injections, but also pills to treat the side effects of the problems, like the pain of diabetes and the mood and anxiety. Mm. Okay? And more and more cholesterol pills and more pain pills. Um, and I say this a lot. I can tell how long you have had diabetes by your drug list. And I'm like, yep. Okay. All most of this could have been avoided. If I just said something crazy, like, why don't we just avoid the foods raising your blood sugar? Wow. As simple as that. It is as simple. Eat real food, eat real food and eat, and eat, you know, and eat the stuff that doesn't raise your blood sugar. You know, it's, it's really interesting because, um, this is not diabetes, but I just had the opportunity. I don't really go to traditional Western medicine doctors like ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm not, I am not anti-medicine and I certainly think that there is a time and a place for them, but I am much more about functional medicine, the whole body, you know, as a whole type of thing. And I was, my husband has, um, heart issues. He has a valve mm-hmm. issue that they're, you know, watching and he's had it for quite some time. He in his early thirties had a stroke and um, a heart attack. And so he has kind of set himself up for, you know, more higher risk of having things develop and, and they right. are developing. Right. Um, and of course, you know, here I am, I live in this healthy lifestyle and he's so far from it. <laughs> it's like, but you can only control this, okay? You can control right here. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I think now he's willing to start making some modifications because, and, and I'm not trying to hijack the interview, but, but no, I get my point is um, because like now he has to wear a heart monitor for 30 days. Mm. We need to see what's going on with the heart because there are certainly issues. The whole monitor, yeah. And um, so I think it's a kind of a wake-up call and having me sitting there. But, so I'm in the office and I'm, asking specific questions of the doctor who is a good personal friend of both of ours so I know him really well and I'm like so tell me doctor and I won't say a name um can you tell me aside from assigning another pill because he's like well it really sounds to me like you need to be on blood thinners and it really sounds to me like you need to do this and you need to be on this this and this and you are taking your cholesterol med right you know so I, I just heard pill 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 Right. And I right. said, can you tell me, is there anything that he can do within his lifestyle that would help improve 
the condition of his heart and, you know, set him up for a better, you know, future with that. And he flat out said, no, he flat, he said, no, no, there's really nothing that he can do to, to change anything. And I've worked with all kinds of physicians and so forth that I know cardiology is, is very much food centered, um, you know, and how they eat. And he, he said, and even as he was asking specific questions, now, mind you, Krista, I don't go to the doctor with my husband hardly at all. He right. go do his thing. It's many, many times we're in different states even when the appointments are. So I just haven't been available to go for, say, the last even 10 years. And so this is the first one I'm sitting in. And this doctor didn't even know that he had had a stroke or a heart attack in his 30s. And, and, and he was like, you know, well, you don't have this risk factor, you don't have this, you know, da da da, because we were asking him about the heart going in and out of rhythm, right. and that it's happening more and more frequently, and, and you know, what do we do about this? And mm-hmm. anyway, it, it just, I just think that doctors are trained to prescribe. They're just trained to prescribe a pill. Yes. They're not even looking at, you know, because my husband will present as a fairly put so funny, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but just because you're not obese and overweight does not equal healthy. Right. Yeah, so it's so funny you say this today because I was rolling stuff around in my head this morning, and it's just like the way medicine is performed has changed. We are we look at the numbers, okay? We look at the numbers, and then we treat a symptom. Okay, we don't dig down deep enough to see what happens. And when we do, you know, there usually is some reason that this has occurred, you know. Um, And for you to say that today is just so funny because I, in my program, I'm like, listen, you know, just because the numbers are good doesn't mean nothing's wrong. Okay, right? Because somebody will, I've had people come up to me and I'm like, oh, this is what I do. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't have that problem at all. My doctor says all my numbers are perfect and I'll never have that problem. And, and I say this with love, okay, because it's not a judgment. I can see physically that there is a problem, okay? Well, there just let's, is. Let's talk about those numbers because what I have heard and is that when we as here in the United States are looking at numbers in these ranges, I don't care if it's blood pressure, if it's cholesterol, if it's um, A1C numbers, if yep, it's sugar whatever number you want to measure our unit of measurement is taking our society yeah we pitch out the high high we pitch out the low low and we get an average and we say okay this is the average right so this is where your number needs to be now let's look at what might be wrong with that (laughs) shall we let let me take that one step further okay okay? (laughs) because the reason I stopped going to primary care for myself, okay, Mm -hmm. is because people would, you know, whoever would come in and say, oh, your cholesterol, this, I'm like, first of all, I'm in my 30s. But then they would be telling me this information, not based on the number, but based on the H or the L next to it, okay? So they couldn't even interpret the number that was presented. It had an H or an L, which I'm like, okay, all right, remain calm, remain (laughs) calm, just a remain calm. Okay. <laughs> be kind. Because, and you know, it's just like, it, and it's fine. You can do that to me. What I can fine. But, but I know they're doing that to other people. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, Lord. Well, and, okay. I'm not bashing. Oh, but I am, you know, there is a problem. Coronavirus. So the the thing is, is that the numbers are are based off of sick people, not people who are in optimal health. So is that the number you want to be compared to and say I'm in that normal range? Because you know, sixty percent of of adults here in the United States have a chronic disease. Yeah. I want my number to be compared to a a person in optimal health. So that's what I'm striving towards is optimal health, not you who are sick. Right. The other side of the coin, well, I'll let it go because it's it's, it's (laughs) coronavirus and how they treated. They were not going to let me back in the room. And I argued with him. I I said, no, I I have not been to a doctor's appointment with him in, in almost 10 years. I am going back. Well, I said, I don't care. You're taking me back there. And um, 
you know, I just stood my ground and she allowed me in. Well, then it's like, well, you both have to have your temperature taken. And I'm like, fine. And it's like, you know, we, we wear these masks and they've got these face shields on. Now, mind you, she's taking our temperature with a thermometer that she's going across the forehead with. Yeah. That She did me. She did my husband. No sanitation. Laid it down on the counter. And it's like, do you do? Listen, listen. <laughs> it's like. So I could do a whole show just on the common sense. Okay, She's got a mask on and I counted just in the time that she was with us, taking his stats and asking the questions and all that. Mm -hmm. It was no less than 15 times she touched and moved her mask, you know, and it's like, do you guys not get and understand the whole philosophy behind the mask? So so that, you know, Uh anyway. Yeah. It's the outside isn't clean. Okay. (laughs) Do you know what doesn't mean? It, and you're touching it, and then you're going <laughs> and you're touching my husband, and you're yes. touching, you know, it, it, and you're touching yeah. computer keys, and yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I get oh. overwhelmed with this. Oh, you have to have a mask on. You have to do this, and it's yeah. like, why, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I, it again, a lot of times I feel like we just do things for show to show ah. that we are doing something instead of following okay. any kind of science. All right, let's let's shift here because we (laughs) we started. We could do a whole show on what we're talking about right now. So this is what you're seeing. You're saying, "Okay, world, I'm in this. I am thick in this. I'm I'm talking to this patient who, God bless her soul, because she. I've read your story, and she she didn't know what the answers were either, but she knew they what what was being done wasn't getting the result that we needed to have. So here's what you're at. You you we've talked about the standard of care. You've been looking and you're finding that in studies that food is absolutely making a difference but no one's talking about it no nope. so uh, let's yeah. get let's jump to that solution shall we <laughs> yes yeah so um yeah we have lots of studies that show um well here, here here's a dichotomy for you um so doctors will this, this is repeated at nauseam it kind of makes me a little crazy so um, people will say to people who have diabetes, eat 45 to 60 carbs per meal, which is a ton of carbs and usually much more than they're even eating. Right. Okay? That number is completely arbitrary. It is not supported in any study. Okay. Um, there's not supported in any kind of data. It's just in the guidelines as a recommendation. Okay. So it's, you know, if, if you read the guidelines and just go by the recommendations, which most doctors only have time to do. Okay. And you follow that. You're like, okay, I'm following the guidelines, but then you take that little subtitle and you follow it down to the actual study. And, and then you follow that study to the next study and that to the next reference. And guess what? You got nothing. Okay. You got nothing except some professional opinions that don't work. Um, but now um, are you looking at these studies on PubMed or are you looking in other, um, uh, articles of, you know, where studies are posted? So if you go to like, so the ADA posts the, you know, standards of care for diabetes management in the United States every January, every January, another one comes out. Okay. And every recommendation, you know, there's strengths of recommendation that goes like four pages of that. And then there's all like 17 pages of references. Okay. Okay. And then, but everything is by reference. So you can go down in the study where they got this particular reference is right there. Okay. So you take that study and you can look it up online, PubMed, Ovid you know, all, all of those. Okay. And you can find the study. Okay. And you're like, okay, cool. All right, whatever. And you can do that for every single recommendation and every single clinical guideline anywhere. Okay. Hypertension, cholesterol, kidney disease, heart disease, everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, and some of these groups really pour through all the new data and create new guidelines. Some are just like anything new. Cool. Right. And they don't like me saying that. I don't even care anymore. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Cause we're, we're doing the wrong thing for people. We're making them sick and yes. they're, they're they're, we're cutting their life in half and then their, their family's life is devastated and it's not just not right. And it's not right. When, when our numbers are increasing where we've got six out of 10 adults with a chronic disease and, and a lot of the chronic diseases that we are seeing are cardio, you know, things with the heart. We're seeing the obesity, yep. the diabetes. Those are the top three. And then cancer, of course, right? All related. You know, they are, single one. they are all intertwined. And these numbers are escalating. They are mm-hmm. not declining. 
And mm-hmm. so we have to give a voice to what I do, what you do, you know, for people to find there are other options. And yeah, I and so let's dig into what those other options are because um, it is eye opening to me. And it's and it's and it's not rocket science. It's not. It's so simple. That's what's beautiful yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with the overeating. Okay. Yeah. People get chastised like children if they skip a meal. Well, like, what if they're not hungry? Okay. We have no common sense eating anymore. People have been on consult with me and been like, I've been a bad, bad person. I skip breakfast. I'm like, I've never, I don't eat breakfast. It's been five years. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? I'm not doing what I should. I had a steak last night. I'm like, well, that's a naturally occurring piece of protein and fat. So again, I'm not sure why you're apologizing. You know, they're kind of like in the shame mode. Um, eat real food. Okay. Eat when you're hungry. Right. Because we, we, are, we are designed to like overeat. And we've been told things like, if we don't eat every six hours, our protein will disintegrate. And like, that's not true at all. We disproved that a long time ago. Okay. If we don't eat every six hours, our metabolism will slow down. Absolutely not. That's not been proven. And the opposite kind of is proven as well. Okay. So we're kind of programmed to overeat. So let's start there. Right. Okay. All right. So why don't we just eat when we're hungry? Yeah. Yeah. It's so simple. And actually that is how we're designed. I mean, we're surrounded by food. Can we be serious? We're just surrounded. We're just, it's everywhere. And stuff that's not even food. Not even food. I mean, we've been programmed. It's like, oh my gosh, it's been six hours. I'm going to eat all the, all the muscle on my bones. I better get whatever's available. <laughs> and I better get this Big Mac. Okay. I actually had a coworker when I worked in preclinical research, downing little Snickers snackers, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I, I skipped lunch, but this is much better than eating nothing. And I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> Do you see the pro? I'm like, what? No, I don't think that's very true. Okay. We're not designed to eat 24 hours a day, but that's kind of what we're doing because we get yelled at by people um, that will not be named. <clears throat> that, that's what they have to do. Yeah. Well, and this, the standard American diet is so upside down. And so, down. And, and here's the beauty of it. I don't know if you're finding this, Krista, in your practice as well, is that, you know, you said steak is a, a you know, natural occurring protein. There's a lot of people who don't want to eat meat. You know what? And if your body works best that way, kudos yep. to you, right? Cool. Everybody is different. Your body works different. You know, there's some very similar deals, but we fit when we start listening yes. to the body. To the body it, again. It really tells you what you need to know. I'm trying not to laugh, but I had this one patient, God love her, who was diagnosed with diabetes. And then the, the doctor literally said this to her, go to the American Diabetes Association website, do whatever they tell you to do. Okay. And so what she did was she ate all the superfoods, which a lot of them have a lot of sugar and starch, like milks on there, tons of sugar, beans, superfood, tons of starch. Okay. So she forced beans down herself for like three months, almost at every meal, because it's a superfood, right? Because it's labeled on that website as a superfood. And her A1C went up by 4%. Huge jump. Yeah. Because, right? So we're not doing what's good for us. We're just do, we're doing what we're told so we don't get yelled at. Oh. And she, she got yelled at because her A1C went up. And I'm like, you told her to do, you told her to do that. And, and again, that, go, that just goes to that whole story, that whole theme around why you made a shift. You pivoted. Shifted, yeah. Because you, you wanted to really impact and make a difference for people you saw the dependency that was being created. I know you shared with me before you've seen, you know, overdose, you know, occurring with people. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's just like one drug does beget another drug because, you know, you know, that general practitioner is not really trained to recognize the side effect of a side effect, you know, in this kind of prescribing cascade, as we call it. That's what we call it in pharmacy. And it starts with a drug and they're like, oh, I'm really tired, you know, and then I'm at this blood pressure pill. And it's like, oh, you're tired. You must need an energy pill. Here, take this drug for the morning to give you energy. And it's like, oh, I'm jittery and anxious now. Oh, you're anxious? Here's an antidepressant pill. And I'm like, you just. When did this become okay in our society to say, um, for, you know, I have a, a mom with chronic kidney disease. She just had a kidney transplant, but it was, you know. 
Oh, she falls asleep in the middle of a conversation because of the medicines that she's taken for her kidneys. It, it's okay. When is that mentality okay? So, yeah, no, we, so again, it's so funny you bring this up because I was just thinking about how we are trying to keep bodies alive, right? but we're not helping people live anymore, you know? And it's just like, I'm like, like I, I just had a conversation with my grandparents yesterday. They're on drugs. They don't need, I'm like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I'm not even screwing around right now. And my grandfather just like, I have no energy. And I'm like, well, you probably are over prescribed this drug, right? But the argument from the physician is going to be, well, that is for his, I know what it's for. I know what it does. He's overdone. Yeah. Drop the dose back a little bit. Oh, well, that's the standard. Drop the dose back a little bit because he's sitting around. You've kept his body alive. He's not enjoying it. Right. Okay. What's the point? And who wants to live longer if what we're going to do is be stuck in a chair, not Mm -hmm. enjoying creation not enjoying nature not enjoying the people you know Mm -hmm. around us that's certainly not the aging process that I want for me um I don't want it for my parents and I don't want it for my grandparents either you know so I especially you know like insulin like insulin for example is that expensive yeah you know if I see a type 2 on insulin and they're heading towards medicare years I'm like let's reel it in let's reel it in you don't want that copay you don't want that responsibility you, right. you know, and then what do they do? They stay home because they think they have to stay home because they have insulin and they're worried about it heating up and they don't, you know, and it just creates this whole life cascade problem from one medication that could have been avoided if you just said, eat real food, avoid sugars and refined starches and all that crap that they actually tell you to eat. Okay. Uh, and eat when you're hungry. Okay. Like that's it. Yeah. So three things, eat whole foods, real eat food. food, eat real food. Yeah. Okay. Eat when you're avoid. Hungry. I mean, like the enriched flours and the enriched cereals and the processed carbs and all that, dump them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And eat when you're hungry. Stop being bullied. People are being bullied into doing something that actually makes them sick. I actually had a woman who um, I had a consult with and I loved her. She was so funny, but she's like, I, I wish I could help. I wish I could work with you, but I can't cause my doctor will get mad at me if I, I'm like, I'm sorry. You need, Okay, hold on. My brain just seized for a second. Right? Do you see that? She's so afraid of getting chastised. Yes. That she is willing to keep the insulin, which was not, is not serving her, in order to avoid that conversation. Hey there. I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic-free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists, and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know. From essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. I, I don't understand. I, I'm a I'm a boisterous person, obviously. I've got a podcast. I have you know, <laughs> yeah. so there are gonna be people out there that hate me. There are gonna be people that don't like the message. I, it's in my own family. Um and, and I understand that. And that's okay. I'm mm-hmm. all right because I know what I'm doing is healthy for me and it's healthy right. for a whole lot of people. Right. But there's so many people out there, Krista, that talk that, that are just like this woman. I can't. My doctor, you know, is, is if they say no, it's just going through this whole transplant yeah. process with my parents and watching yeah. it. My wife's life is in your hands, is what my dad said to the transplant team. So whatever you tell us to do, we're doing it. Yeah. And that's yeah. how people look at physicians, doctors, and all of that is that yep. <clears throat> they're the, the holy grail of you know, of, of life and, and medicine and yep. bodies and, and they're not going to listen to anything right. outside of that realm. Right. And we've shifted, we've shifted. Um, we used to just, I mean, 
there used to be a conversation. There's not even a conversation anymore. Some people don't even look up from their, from typing notes to look at their patients, you know, and you know, unless you have, I don't know how many letters behind your name, they're not going to listen either for some of these. And not everybody, of course, there's amazing providers out there that I've met that I'm just like, Oh, let's do this. Yeah. But some, and especially the young ones who are taught that I'm the MD, I'll make the decisions. I'm so sorry. My toddlers are getting rowdy, but that's okay. I don't hear <laughs> You're good. You're good. Okay, cool. And that's real life. And I love that. So, um, Here's the other thing, and I'm sure you hear this too, because I hear this so much when I'm talking to people, you know, the lifestyle I choose to live, not a lot of people do. And it's like, well, I want to have fun. I want to be able to, you know, enjoy my meals. So gosh, if I eat healthy, it all tastes like cardboard and it's not, you know, so let's talk about that because you've got a a 30-day sugar reset. and. Let me tell you, and I know you're going to talk more and more about this, but you guys listening in, getting rid of sugar out of your diet, and, and you don't have to, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen, you're going to Absolutely. tell another story, but you know, look, if you have a special treat every once in a while, so be it. But what I'm realizing is that there are ways to cook and bake that is like, what? This has no sugar in it. You will yep. be amazed. It is pretty good. awesome. So let's talk about that because yeah. I think that's a lot of mentality is, oh, if I, all I can eat is fruit and veggies and cardboard. Yeah, yeah. right. And a, they have the, the all or nothing thing does not work on humans. So let's get rid of it. Okay. Because <laughs> let's be serious. I'm not going to go the rest of my life without having a donut shaped object, but they don't come near me most of the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have a relationship. You stay over there until I'm ready, okay? Um, but yeah, this so this sugar set, the sh- 30 day sugar reset challenge. It's really there's been so much love and so much detail poured into this um, because what I've realized for the last year trying to to kind of help people on my own outside the clinic is that I can tell you, please don't do this, please don't do this, please do this. It doesn't work. What I have to do is show you. Yes what you can do. And we start very slowly because humans do that. They change slowly. Week one, we address one of the most toxic things, which is soda and diet soda. And then we move into a different category, refined flowers and you know things like that. And so slowly, little by little, you rid this out of your system and you start to see what the effects are, right? I think that's one of the huge things we do wrong is all or nothing all at once. Because then it's like, well, what worked? What didn't? Why am I feeling nauseous? What did I get rid of where I've had more energy? That kind of thing. And the shame, you know, so it's that all or nothing. Yes. And then the shame that comes the in. Shame. I yes. did it. I, I've been living a healthy lifestyle for seven years and I, food has been my stronghold. And I have a lot of shame around, you know, here I am, I'm out coaching and teaching people how to live this healthy lifestyle. And in my car where no one can see me, I'm eating a Reese's. You know, it's like, and you then what, yeah. that shame, you know, that, that corresponds. shame and guilt. And so then, then you, you choose to eat, you know, yep. good. and it's like, you know what? By God, if I want to have a Reese's once every three months, I'm going to have myself a Reese's once right. every three months. That's re- reality. My son's birthday was yesterday. Okay. We had, we had real cake. Okay. Yeah. I didn't bring in like any, you know, he's, he's four. He needs real cake. But the most, I think the most awesome thing, the thing I'm most proud of, of this, of this, it's not just about food. Like week one, it's like, I'm going to retrain your whole mindset. I'm going to get you to actually see that when you fail, it's not failing. It's finding some, some way that didn't work. And I need you to keep track of that because the only reason we have inventions is because we have that mindset of that didn't work. Let's find something that does. And you just keep going. Right. Um, It's replacing that high you get from sugar. You know, I'm like, I'm going to replace the high you get from sugar with awesome things. Like, why don't you compliment a stranger today? You would not believe how, how, how lovely that feels. Okay. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you call that friend you feel guilty about and just send them a text. It's cool. You don't have to have a 20 minute conversation. All right. Why don't you watch this movie? It'll make your chest open up wide with love. Do you know, just like little things. So it's like mind, body, spirit. As your body starts to get great, you backfill it with awesome feelings. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, at the end, you're like, I'm like the same, but like version like 7.0 or something. I love that you put all the mindset work into it because, you know, honestly, we can work 
diligently on the physical aspect. Yep. But until we change that mindset, you know, the true changes, the true healing, you know, doesn't occur. Ah, oh, what a blessing that you right. yeah. love that. You know, get you warmed up, get you warmed up, think about it. And compliment a stranger, you know, how good is that today? Yeah. Always. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's just funny is because, you know, um, I feel like, like I kind of had this thought today where we're supposed to love our neighbor. And honestly, that happens a lot. I know it doesn't seem right now like it does, but it really does because we sacrifice a lot of ourselves to make other people, like our kids, our spouses, we, we kind of neglect ourselves to make sure all these people are taken care of. And then we come back to us and we're like, well, I don't have an energy for Mila. Right. But, you know, so we do, we do spread that love out there. And this is, this program is like, I give you permission to love yourself because when you like upgrade, you have that much more for everybody else you're trying to care about. Absolutely. You know, I mean, this is like, it's been coming and I'm like, this is what it's really about. I you know, love it. That busy I, mom, that busy dad, you know, stuff like that. And if you, if you go to Krista's website, which is what, what is it? Just your name? What, what I'm trying so my to my main, my main website is drkristaello.com. Okay. okay. And then, um, but the sugar reset is www.mysugarreset.com. Awesome. So people can sign up for that. And I really encourage you to do so. And, and if you don't believe me on the sugar reset and that you can get rid of the sugar and still eat great, go to um, Dr. Ella's um, website because she has got a um, low carb dessert free up yep. there that will blow your mind on, you know, how you can eat and still have these wonderful, wonderful, uh, you can feel that, that sweet craving that we have. We do. We have that pull. We have that pull for sure. Yeah. We do. I mean, mine's emotional. Totally. Yes. We do a lot. We do a lot of emotional eating when things are stressful, but we also do a lot of emotional eating when we have messed up, right? It's like, well, I messed up. This whole tub's going in. This ice cream's going down. Because I messed up a little. I'm like, listen, you're human. It's like what we do. <laughs> it is. It is so. We are designed to screw it up. But if we don't screw it up, we can't figure out where we live. You know, I feel like the, you know, my like metaphor in my head for this program is like bumper bowling. It's like, where's your lane? Yeah. You find out where your lane is and you stay there. Okay. You know, you find out what doesn't work, but you find out what does at the same time. Well, and we find that's such a great analogy because, you know, in this journey, it's been finding that lane. And sometimes we know what the lane is and we still veer out of it. Right. Uh, And it's okay. We can pull ourselves back in because we know where the lane is now. And that's where a great coach helps us is, and I get coaching all the time. I, I, it is, it's for everybody. We yeah. all need a coach to help us figure out where that lane is. I love that analogy. What a yeah. good job. That way we don't get hurt, you know, get the bumpers in. <laughs> yeah, I want to have diabetes just so you can be my coach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have actually had people sign up because I'm like, they're like, it's in my family. Might as well just handle this. I'm like, that's cool. Awesome. I'll see you on the coaching call. So that's Well, great. and I don't think that you necessarily have to have um, diabetes in order to ha- gain relevance from your coaching. Uh, you know, no. I want to say that as well. Because what is the, uh, the overweight numbers? I want to say in the research in my book, it was like 34 million people are considered overweight in the United States today. Is that? And the same amount have diabetes. Hmm. hmm. Do one correlate with the other? Right. <laughs> okay. <And> so <laughs> hopefully that portion is the, what they got because she's doing the uh, Austin Powers lip uh, <laughs> thing. If you guys don't know, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in there. I actually go through kind of like the history of nutrition and like the 80s where we got the food pyramid and what that did for us and didn't do for us. You know, and it's just like, it's just like here, like, I dare you to just do something great for yourself. I give you permission. Okay. I hear some common sense. Let's get common sense back in the equation. We, we kind of lost that a little bit. I feel like for sure. Well, I know like my husband and I, we love to go out to eat. And the beauty about it, when I first started eating, I, I choose to eat more of a plant-based diet. doesn't say I don't eat meat. I, I will occasionally, but I really try choose not to on a more regular basis. Um, But I, when I first started doing this, I didn't think I could eat out in restaurants. You know, it was like, 
well, if I, I really want to control what I'm getting and blah, blah, blah. And so we did it. And it's something that we both enjoy doing so much. So I have actually learned how to adapt to the way I choose to eat, you know, when we go right. out and eat. Right. But we've also found that, uh, and this is where I was going with this, is that your serving sizes when you go to restaurants are so large. Colossal getting these proportions that are crazy. So we love to go out to dinner and share a meal and we might order like an additional side, you know, mm-hmm. so that yeah. we get, you know, what we want, but it's fun. that works so good for us because it's exactly the right um, size. And then right. what does your research say about like most of us in the United States, I would tend to think that our dinner is our heaviest meal of the day. What do you it- your, what does your research say about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, so dinner, it's funny. So we can eat uh, say the same breakfast, same lunch, okay, if we choose to eat those. But dinner has to be different every night and it has to be bigger. Okay, <laughs> so that is the trend. I'm okay. So I can, you know, so that's everybody I coach struggles with dinner, struggles with dinner. Because for some reason, it's like a girl picking a new outfit. We can only wear it once or something. You know, <laughs> that's what we kind of dinner. We definitely make it bigger. Um, and dinner is definitely the meal where, like say a busy mom will, will choose to feed everybody else, but not get what, her, what she needs or busy, you know, that's where we definitely sacrifice ourselves is, is dinner for sure. Right. Um, and it's also maybe one of the most rushed meals yeah. because we're coming home from, we're coming home from work. Oh God, what's available? Boil some, some spaghetti done, you yeah. know? And it's like, Oh darn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's one of those things where like, like most people can whip together a breakfast or a lunch, but dinner somehow has to be planned out and prepared because you got to thaw something out or you got to, you know, depending on how, you know, you're eating. So I can see where dinner is a big struggle, but what does your, your research say about, because I've heard that really lunch should be more the largest meal of the day, you know, so that we're working more towards letting that diet, our bodies rest at night versus spending all the time digesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your body needs to, we spend so much time and energy digesting because we're eating all the time that there's no maintenance happening. Right. So the people who do really well, I've noticed that I coach have that mid mid day meal as kind of their main. And then they're like, they have like, a little snack in the evening time or even a snack for and just that main meals at lunchtime. Yeah. Right? Because um, you can use some of that energy pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the, the nighttime where we should be repairing and resting and rejuvenating, we're actually doing that instead of digesting the meal. Yeah. All right. Which is exhausting. It's ex- it takes so much energy just to do that. Well, and, and think about that. You know, if your body is, is taking all of that energy, this, I, I, the way I learned this is, is we equated it to that turkey dinner that we all eat, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, we go out and we have that big turkey dinner at Thanksgiving time and we eat the turkey and we have the mashed potatoes and we have the sweet potatoes and we have the corn casserole and the green bean casserole. And oh, I'm tired already. I'm so tired. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even matter necessarily what is in there. It's just that we overindulge. And, and so what happens is, you know, we lay around and we watch football, but if you're looking around, most everybody's asleep because asleep. it's a nap because the body can't do multiple things. When the energy is going towards digesting all of that food, yep. it has no energy for anything else. And, and if you start paying attention to your body, you're going to see what foods I feed my body and am I tired yeah. afterwards? Or does my body have an easier time digesting this and I'm full of energy and, and vitality? Well, here's the other one that people, that it's kind of a misunderstanding is um, there's some fasting that we have forgotten the magic art of. I think fasting is a lost art. But when people fast, they actually have a ton more energy during that day. They're, they're, they're thinking they're going to be sluggish and just worn down. It's like, no. You're like, what do I do next? What do I, cause I'm not, you know, cause we have stored energy that we can use now. Yeah. And, but we're not busy digesting. And it's like, people are like, what? That doesn't happen. Oh yes, it happens. It sure does. I fast every single day. So I worked myself into a 16, eight, um, you know, schedule is, is what I do. And cool. fasting, when I learned about it from multiple different resources is, but the last one I, we were talking about that, 
you know, we don't learn to walk without learning first how to sit up and we learn yes. how to crawl and, you know, and then we, we walk around and we hang on to things and then we take those steps and we fall yep. down. Okay. Fasting is the same way. It's same just way. everything that we do and changing, you know, for the better on physical. So I didn't start with a 16, eight window. I started with an eight hour window, like when I was asleep that I wasn't right. going to eat. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's the easiest place to start. Yeah, let's just start here and then you move into it. And I got to tell you, I feel wonderful, uh, yeah. you know, better than I've ever felt. And like, I'm, I'm sitting here drinking my lemon, apple cider, vinegar, water, right. you know, right now. Right. And I, I don't eat until lunchtime, you know, and, and then I eat, I eat a lunch and I eat a dinner. And that and honestly, that's all I eat for, you know, the entire day. But I feel great. And then I do also, I'll do anywhere from a 24 to a 48 hour um, fast once a month. It just depends yeah. on how my digestive system feels. Clean yeah. it up. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we, we've lost that understanding, um, you know, because we're chastised for not eating. But, uh-huh. but when your body is like sick yeah. and ill, it's like, I got some work to do. Could you stop stuffing me full of stuff to take care of? Like you're just piling my desk full of work. I need to take care of this virus that's in here. Yeah. Can you just slow down a second? And that used to be intuitive. Right. To kind of not eat when you're feeling bad. And that's why we don't have an appetite. And we don't, because your body's like, I got this. Right. But instead, we, we, we tend to stuff, okay? So that, that connection back to our body just needs to be restored. Yeah. Okay? It just needs to be restored um, because we're, we're making ourselves sick and following these rules that, that are making us sick. Like, it's just crazy. It's like a cycle. It's so nuts. Right. And it's so funny you, you mentioned that with the fasting, because I have had people be like, oh, I tried fasting, but I, it didn't work. I couldn't do it. I'm like, well, how, how long did you fast? Well, I tried to go 24 hours. I'm like, did you ever fast before in your life? Well, no, there it is. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't do that. I tell people, yeah, I tell people who work with me, like another tip I got in fasting, which, you know, when I fasted, I did a seven, I did a 72 hour fast the very first time I fasted. I'm like, what the heck was wrong with me? You know, that all or nothing mentality. All or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, I learned about if you're struggling with energy during that time, because the first 48 hours, I was pretty good. And then after that is when I started like, whoa, I'm getting kind of a little lightheaded. Drink, put some like sea salt in your water. Yes. And just put some minerals in your water. And that will help your body, you know, as you go through that, that period of time. But I, I had a, Chinese medicine doctor that said your your digestive system is messed up and we need a 72 hour fast I really need you to do this Um, you know and and so it was like okay I I was prepared to you know make it happen that we could get some results and ladies just gotta say if you really want to lose the belly fat you gotta do the fasting you gotta do some fasting yeah for sure it's right. hard, but mineral mineral water helps, and those minerals you're talking about, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and and I'm sure Krista's got all kinds of tips and tricks, you know, to add into that fasting. So we talked about, um, you know, how you know how we can go about. You you gave us the three four things to focus on as we're coming to a close. Number one, I want you to tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you. We've kind of done the sugar reset website, but let's say it again. Where are you at on social media, website, what's the best way? And then when we're done with that, just give us some final wrap-up thoughts. Do you have? Sure. Okay. Sure. So um, you can find me on Facebook because everybody's on Facebook. All right. So it's Krista Ello, Diabetes Health Coaching. Krista Ello, Diabetes Health Coaching. I have a group for type 1, for type 2. I give a lot of info on there. And I'm so easy. You can just message me. Awesome. Okay, easy, super easy. But also, um, drkristaello.com. Um, there's lots of good resources on there and freebies. So you got to go there. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Um, and there is, oh my gosh. I, I even have a download of the prick log, my, my little book of pricks, blood sugar, <laughs> downloadable log. It's funny. People need, people need to laugh. It's good for them. Laugh, we need humor. <laughs> We're talking about such very serious, serious topics. Yes, it's always serious. It's like, just we laugh for a few minutes. There, you're already healthier. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? Good job. Um, 
It is the easiest just to message me um, from Facebook. If you don't have that, um, you can get me at um, sugarcoaching at gmail.com. Sugarcoaching, that's it, at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and then, was that good? Was that, what else did we forget? Uh, I got, I got laughing. Did you give them the sugar oh, beet so, if you want yeah. to participate in that? Yes. So that is, there's a special going on right now for $47 until June 13th. Okay. But if you're a toxin terminator and you see this after that, I made a special code called toxin. So wow. you can put in your toxin code and get it for 47. There's so much stuff, recipes and oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. So I just wow. want to make sure because if people hear this and it's like June 14th and they're like, no, just use the toxin code. Love it. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. No, I want people just to, I just want people to get better. I don't want people like when they're 70 to look back and be like, why did I, why didn't I just do this? Right. It just takes tiny little tweaks yes. to change the projectile of where we're heading. That's it. You know, and you know, I see all these commercials and <laughs> half naked people and like, people working out all the time. It's just like, just, just make one little choice that's in your favor. And all those choices add up. And then you look behind you and you're like, totally different person. Like, yeah. totally different person. Healthier, more energy. You know, it's just, it's so simple. It's so simple. People are almost like, really? It's like, no, it's really that simple. It's just I know. We want to complicate everything. And, 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 it, and it truly is. And, and I think that's what we, we think, well, wait a minute. You know, I have to, you know, t- thank you for sharing your heart and soul with us. I can tell that this is such a passion for you. Um, you know, and your heart is really about helping people. Yeah. Uh, and I, I absolutely love that. So you guys need to make sure you get a hold of her. I've checked out the website. There's some really fun things there. Um, and, you know, reach out and make sure you participate in that, sh- that sugar reset. That is one of those things, whether you have diabetes or not, is going to be hugely beneficial for you and your overall health and vitality. Thanks for tuning in, Krista. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge. Loved it. Loved it. My pleasure. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.